Last week we talked about how to fight good. I like to start out with a grammatically incorrect sentence. Kicks things off well. Um, all of you look like you'd rather be on a boat. Look <laughs> tired. Y'all all right? Y'all good? All right. Well, there. Uh, we, we, I hope you have a great Memorial Day weekend. I hope you stay safe, and I hope you um, don't get your way at some point. Because that's important for your life. I'm going to tell you a story that happened yesterday because it fits better than the story I had planned for right this minute. Rachel and I, uh, we, we got the kids uh, season passes to Magic Springs. Um, for Christmas. Great Christmas gift. You just buy it and then like get to wait. They don't have to play with it that morning. Nolan and the girls go, Magic Springs! And Nolan goes, I got a paper too! He was so excited. And uh, we finally went and you have to go early enough to like get, like give you these cups that are like you get free water in and all that. Um, you fill up with water and they, they give you these cups and we had to we had gotten all of our cups except Clara. Clara was not with us that time, the first time we went. So we went back on, uh, on Friday, and um, it didn't happen yesterday. It happened two days ago. We went back on Friday, and we were in line for the cups. It was, it was this, this family in front of us, Rachel, and of course I was just meandering looking at things and, and people. And then there was this woman behind Rachel with her granddaughter, I assume. Maybe it was a kidnapped child by the... You never... Just hear me out. You'll think you'll agree. So the, the family in front of Rachel uh, said, we're here to get, get our cups. And so there's two registers. There's one here, and then there's one over there. And the, the, the man behind the re- register said, uh, you don't... Uh, we, we don't have any cups right here, but you have to go to that register. So they, we all turned, this family... Rachel and this lady all turned, and the, the common thing would be to all just worm it over there, right? This, the first family, I'll do an impression of them. Rachel, I'll do an impression of her. Because the lady behind her went... The fastest she had ever run in probably a decade solid was to cut in front of Rachel to get these cups. Now, Rachel then was tempted to grab one of the giant snakes they have in that store, stuff snakes and strangle that woman. But she didn't because of Jesus. Sometimes, and this is just crazy, sometimes Jesus keeps you from strangling people. It's a, a day at Magic Springs, we were leaving, and I, Rachel was like, I think Arkansas needs fewer electoral college votes. <laughs> this is rough. But we, th- there's just the, the insanity of just being around human beings and just, oh, what kind of decision was that? Why did you just 
do that. And the, the greatest, I saw a shirt there that was the greatest shirt I'd ever seen. It was an up, da, upside down Nike swoosh that said, I just can't. <laughs> and I knew how she felt. Oh, it was, it was, but like, what, what it boils down to is what we talked about last week is that there is a certain order to things, and you shouldn't be running, period, much less running to cut in front of me. You shouldn't, we shouldn't have to, like, there should be norms, and people be responsible and do the right thing. As long as the right thing benefits me. And that's kind of where we get caught. Like, it's obvious to look at, like, the people who do crazy things. But sometimes the wrong thing benefits you, and then the wrong thing is what you do. Whether it's like talk about that new person at work because you don't want them getting any credit for the things they're doing. But we have, we have a tendency to want our way. And James says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? Don't you have something that you want and you're not getting it so you argue? In counseling, we have this saying, it's not about this, it's about that. Typically, when someone comes to us and says, this is the problem, you can almost be assured that they 100% believe that and that they are 100% wrong. That just, typically, it's not this, it's that. One of our daughters comes home from school and is snippy because the other child, one of the other children did something. It's not this, it's something else. We can almost certainly say, not at that moment, but we just can certainly later sit down with them at, at supper and say, what happened at recess today? And then out it comes. We can, we, we have, we, we know that it's just not, it's not about like the thing that you're doing. It's typically something else. And it all boils down, James says, to the desires you have in you. The desire to be right. The desire to have rights. The desire to have power. And the desire to get your way. And those desires when selfish, can eat you up. Even if what you want is for the world to act right. You can feel anger toward people that you didn't even know. One of the things that helps me a little bit is the word fascinating. Like, the times I want to say, oh, that was stupid, is to go, that was fascinating. And just look at things with wonder and amusement instead of like, oh, things. Because Rachel was not happy when that happened. But I was sitting back there like, <laughs> what's she going to do? It was just so joyful, like, to, 
and sometimes like I can get caught like just watching people like, oh, this is happening. And to enjoy it. Because seriously, people, we as people, as humans, we are crazy. We might as well enjoy ourselves. So if you can say like, oh, the craziness isn't interrupting my life, but it's enhancing it. You might, you might be better off. The things that we want it a certain way. You desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet but do not get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think Scripture says without reason that He jealously longs for the Spirit He has caused to dwell in us, but He gives us more grace? That is why Scripture says God opposes the proud but shows, or shows favor to the humble. So you guys are in a spot, James says, and he probably would say it of us, that we are in a spot where we want what we can't have, so therefore we fight and we bicker and we do not get along. We steal and we kill because we want what we can't have. And even when we ask God, we're asking with the wrong motives. And he, we don't get from God because God knows we'll spend what we get on our pleasure. So y'all are in a tough spot. Here's the remedy. First one we talked about last week, submit yourselves. These are imperatives. You do it. Do it. Submit yourselves then to God. Be in a place before God that you know, I, I am God, I am yours, and you are mine, and I will, I will be your person, and I will, not, I will not want what I want, but I'll want what you want. And then he says, resist the devil, and he will free, flee from you. Resist the devil. This is a tough one. Because it's hard to pin down what the devil's doing and what you're doing. It's hard to pin down the acts of the devil. And I mean, we've many, many books have been written to try to explain it. But the, but Satan is, um, and I, I say Satan. Satan is not the adversary is referred to several different ways in Scripture. The evil force. Sometimes it's talking about the evil that's within you, and sometimes it's talking about this cosmic evil that is against you. Uh, the word Satan is just a Hebrew word, Satan, which means the adversary. It just means the adversary. And it can get weird, because in one telling of... Do you remember this story in the Old Testament? David wanted to uh, take a census... And in one telling, it says that in, in uh, two, t two different tellings, in the Kings and the Chronicles. And in one, it says that David wanted, or the Spirit of the Lord came upon David and made him want to take a census. And in another telling, it said Satan came upon David and it made him want to take a census. You can explain that away, but it's just two different writers and they had two different intentions. We're not. 100% sure 
about that cosmic evil out there. That there is something else that wants us to that wants us to fail in the kingdom of God. It wants the king it wants the rule of God to fail. He, but he says, resist the devil. And so the words they use, um, sometimes they say Satan, and we capitalize it like that's Satan's actual name. But it's just a Hebrew word that's been moved from Hebrew to Greek. Sometimes we say devil. Sometimes we, they will say evil. But he says, resist the devil. Resist that outward evil. Resist whatever's pressing down on you. Resist the adversary. Resist him. And he will flee from you. There's one thing we know for sure about the devil. The devil is not stronger than God. And James seems to believe that he's not stronger than me. That, it, that Satan is resistible. That I can't be overcome by more than, than I can handle. That I can resist the devil. And when I do, I send him running. That I can resist what, what the evil, evil wants from me, that, that getting my way or getting, being right or being superior or having the right knowledge or whatever, whatever it is we want but don't get, so therefore we fight. We submit to God, and whenever that evil comes upon us, whenever we are tempted, we resist. And we can resist. Remember this, God does not command you to do anything that God doesn't think you're capable of. God does not command you to do anything that God does not think you're capable of. You can do it. You can resist. It is so hard. But you can do it. C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity talks about um, the idea that, that good Christians are tempted more than sinners because they fight against temptation. See, if you give in to temptation, just one minute into temptation, you were only tempted for one minute, right? And then you did it. But if you're tempted for, for days, you're tempted for months, years, to do that thing, and you refuse and refuse and you resist and you resist, you know the power of temptation better than the person who gave in after a minute. That's why Jesus, as C.S. Lewis says, that's why Jesus knows about temptation, knows about the power of temptation greater than any person who's ever lived because he resisted it his whole life. Never gave in, resisted. 
We have, we have, and I'm going to tell you about the temptation of Jesus. We're not going to put it on the board. I kind of want you to imagine it. Sometimes we have trouble doing that when we're reading. But Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. He was in the desert. And he, Satan comes to Jesus. And it says Jesus was hungry. And y'all remember the first temptation? To turn what? The rocks into what? Bread. But that little beginning of the temptation matters. It doesn't say, Satan does not say, if you are hungry, turn the rocks into bread. What he says is, if you are truly the Son of God, turn these rocks into bread. Then he takes him to the, the roof of the temple and says, jump off and God will protect you. But he says it the same way. If you are the Son of God, if you are truly, if you actually are the Son of God, jump. Don't most of our temptations come that, from that root, us trying to prove ourselves to other people? In the church I grew up in, um, the big sins were uh, drinking and smoking, unless you were a deacon and out front of the church. That was fine. But as a kid, drinking and smoking, um, couldn't do those things, uh, couldn't go to parties. Um, you could go to prom, but don't dance. They say, don't be, don't be lascivious. You know, okay. I won't. I don't know what that word means, but I won't do it, I promise. If I see lysiveness in this, I will not be that. Go, go and do, but don't sin, essentially. And there was, some, there was those sins, but the sin of like pride and haughtiness and the sin of self-superiority, the sin of racism, really wasn't talked about a whole lot. The sins where I put myself above somebody else because of who I am or the way I was raised or just the way I think about things, that, that wasn't quite talked about. And, and that, those are, those are the things where we, we're trying to prove ourselves constantly. We lie, we make stories better and more impressive. We set up false narratives of other people, false motives for other people so that they're worse. Satan wants us to constantly think that we're not enough and that we have to prove it. And Jesus' response to both temptations was, man does not, believe, man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. That I can trust God more than I can trust bread. And we don't test God. I'm not going to jump off and I'm not going to test God. Because what God says, I believe, and I don't have to try him over and over again. His answers to, his answer to both temptations are the same. And that when God says, I am his anointed, I'm his anointed. It doesn't matter what you say. Jesus, uh, Satan's trying to get Jesus to think about things 
differently than what God had told him. So God tells us to love our neighbor as ourselves. Well, you know. You know, unless it's going to make you vulnerable. God tells us to turn the other cheek. We don't really even have like an unless for that one. We just say, uh, no. No, thank you. That. And then Satan takes Jesus to a very high mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world. And he says, um, if all of this is going to be yours, if you'll just bow down to me now. And that's the second temptation. It's to find the easy way to what God wanted us to go through. That's why church can be a temptation. That's why we can show up and go through motions and say the right things and feel pretty good. Sometimes, hear me, sometimes our involvement with church can look like bowing down to Satan because through the please through the rest of the week come greedy, I can be confrontational throughout the rest of the week. The Christian life is harder than sitting in a church service for an hour and a half. It's way more difficult than that. Hopefully, that life here, but we should not let Satan trick us into thinking that we get permission for another life because we've go to church. It's actually the free to do what you please because you go to church. Because you're the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God needs to look like Jesus and did not take the easy way out. And so he could do the thing eventually going to become king over all the earth. But he had to go through, he had to turn the other cheek. He had to submit to the authority. He was put on a cross, and God raised him. God, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that he is Lord, he is king, that Jesus is king now, but he wasn't king then, and he knew he wasn't, that wasn't the way to go. Sometimes we want to take the easy route. And wants you to see. Easy.
spend time in prayer. You spend time alone with God. Bring Scripture into the scenario. There is no magic pill here. It's going to make Satan leave. Now, maybe you've never experienced it because you've always given in. But have you ever had that moment where you thought, I should say this, and you're like, oh, no, I shouldn't say that. And then later it comes out of your mouth? <laughs> like, what happened there? You gave up. And if you don't include in the process, if you don't include prayer, even if it's short prayer, the, the prayer of Jesus in Matthew 6, our Father who's in heaven... Holy is your name, your kingdom come. I want your kingdom to be here right now. Give me today what I need. Forgive me my sins and I'll, as I forgive other people. Forgive me my sins as I forgive other people. And lead me not... God, you can do that. You're greater than anything. You're holier than anything. You can rescue me now. If you don't, if you don't do it, with God, you'll fail. And you'll think, I don't need to say that. But what if you thought, I don't need to say that. God, help me not to say that. You think it'd change anything? Resist the devil and he will flee from you. And I've cut some more of it here. With not saying the thing you shouldn't say. Isn't that in the end the hardest thing to do? When it comes to arguments and fights and getting your way, isn't that the hardest thing? And it is for me. I want, I want you all to know, I'm so right most of the time. I'm just kidding. But it feels like, like all of us feel that way in our heart. And then someone says something and you think, mm. And now we're even more prone to it because those of you who are on Facebook know that Facebook comments are just the bathroom stalls of the 80s. And now everybody has a pen or a knife. just a horrible environment of people just bickering back and forth. Yes, of course, you obviously every once in a while look over on the bathrooms. Emily, you think, oh, isn't that nice? But most of it's just garbage and filth. We're in a world where it's just it's easy as hitting sin. Having a thought and deleting the thought, though, now is also just as easy. It's actually easier now. Because used to, you would sit around at coffee shops and you would say something. Blah, 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 and you're like, oh no, and there it goes. But now, you can type the whole thing out. 
type the whole thing out and look at it. Oh, that's bad. Or even, it's right. And I shouldn't say it. The right thing to say. But fight and bicker and get your... He wants you to be perceived as some... Having it. Exist. And you will win. And he'll know it. He'll run. Satan will flee from you. And you will make your community better because of it. People around you, your family, your work environment, you'll be better because you did the hard work of resisting the devil. This week, kingdom of God, present the kingdom of God. Submit to God. Satan will flee from you. You, with God's help, are more than Satan. Whoever's on Satan's team loses. That's the end of the story. Resist. He'll run. Submitted to God your whole life. Not resurrection. I'm raised to walk a new life. This Satan that isn't ring with that. the one you're like we can, can look different as a body Doing. Uh, please, 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 please. Oh, to